Hey, welcome to another episode of Grace and Truth with Johnny Rollett. Grace and Truth comes from John 1.14, where it says Jesus was full of grace and truth. Join us today on this podcast as we dive into deep revelation and find ways to make it understandable cowboy style simple that's the way i like it and i hope you do too well good morning and welcome to another amazing day in the word so glad that you are joining us again today i know that a lot of people watch this later a lot of people have asked that there be just the audio to use for podcast so we are starting and have begun to do that and uh last i understood is that the podcast are live on itunes and on a few other but not quite on spotify yet it has to be approved on spotify so if you've got your bibles turned to ephesians chapter 5 verse 3 through 14 but fornication Now let's go back and read verse 2, just to remember the context of what Paul is trying to say here. And walk in love. So he's about to say, listen, I'm about to give you a list of, of, of rules, but make sure that you understand that Christ already made you whole, made you righteous, but here are some things to walk godly in how to live your life, all right? But don't get it confused. If, if, you lick, if you take this list that I'm about to give you and you take that as, if I do these things, then I'll earn righteousness or earn salvation or earn God's love, then you're completely taking it out of context. Jesus is the only thing that gives you actual forgiveness of sins and buys you and and bought and paid for your righteousness but because of that great love here's some ways to live your life right it's kind of like the the only way that i can kind of explain it is if my children lived ultra holy and righteous lives, I would be extremely grateful and honored, thankful, but I wouldn't love them anymore. If they were living outside of personal righteousness and holy lives, I wouldn't love them any less. Would I want them and would I be you know, uh, bothered by that? Yeah, I'd be bothered by it, but I wouldn't love them any less. And that's kind of like, I just want to have you keep those thoughts in mind as we read this now. Starting verse two, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. But (laughs) fornication, and all uncleanliness, covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for the saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish, 
talking or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Man, I need to hear that because I, I say a lot of dumb stuff that really shouldn't come out of my mouth. For this you know. And see right there. Do you see what I just did right there? The, the, the next thing that happens is something that we do as the human nature is we'll start seeing ourselves in that, and then I bring condemnation on myself. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm over here just kind of hating on Johnny. You know, oh, I'm such, oh, I'm such a loser. I'm like, that's not what this word is supposed to do. It's supposed to, there is conviction to, you know, hey, grow up, right? But there, it's not supposed to be condemnation. And that's how the enemy twists it and turns it. Watch, let's keep reading. For this you know, that no fornication, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And that's what I want you to, we're going to focus on there, right there. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Now, that's one of those words right there that is not, that, that is not a correct interpretation of in the King James. In, if you read that perspective in ESV, it doesn't say uh, in the spirit. That's the wrong interpretation of the Greek word. The correct interpretation is, is fruit of the light. So the reason why that's an important deal is because when it says right here, it, let's read it again, for in its parentheses, and there's actually a little asterisk by it, which means they interpreted it incorrectly, right? For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Um, the fruit of the Spirit is a, a list of things, right? That's not what Paul's talking about. Paul's talking about have the fruit of what it looks like to be in the light, right? So it's just, it's not that the fruit of the Spirit is a bad interpretation. It's just, I mean, as far as, it's not bad to, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. But in this context of being walking in the light, the actual fruit that he's talking about is being having the fruit of what it looks like to walk in the light. If you are in the light, if you are children of the light, then you should be producing fruit of what children that walk in the light should be producing. Right? Um, a good way example of that is uh, a fruit tree. You know, uh, a fruit tree, first of all, a fruit tree is going to produce its kind. You can't you can't make a fruit tree, an apple tree, be an orange tree. It is what it is. And you can't when you when you when you plant that fruit tree, you can't be like um stand back and then trying to rush it, it's a journey. It's a journey that the fruit tree that has been planted by the master is on.
and it's it's growing. I think the church today is uh, Christians today are are very impatient with one another, and and we we are expecting people to be fruit producers immediately when they get born again. So. One day you're acting this way and living this life. Next day you have an encounter with Jesus. And the next day you better start producing fruit. A tree, a fruit tree don't work that way. You know, you get the, you, you have the seed that's buried in good ground. And then it starts to produce the tree. And if you sit there and you're just watching and angry at the tree for not producing fruit, you're not allowing the tree to enter its journey. Right? And then, you know, can you imagine, you know, just shaking the tree? Just like, why aren't you producing apples? Well, it's it, you know, it's it's a it's on a journey and it takes time. And then it produces apples, and you're upset with the tree for not producing oranges. It's it is what it is. It's gonna produce what it is. And and there's just an understanding that it that we need to have a little bit more grace for one another to understand that that we are children of the light we we have been given grace and to whom much grace is given much grace is deserved to give to others and help people to walk through this journey and not not i i heard somebody recently just say something like you know, if you're not sanctified, then you're not saved. I mean, mm, sanctification is a journey, right? Sanctification is literally the growing of a tree. And and to, it, you need to be saved before you ever start on the journey. So that's one of the things that we're doing is we're saying overnight, boom, you know, you you got to get saved, sanctified, and set free, and it better happen by Tuesday, <laughs> you know? And, and we need to understand that people are on a journey that the Holy Spirit is leading them on. And, you know, what, what we ought to do is just love them and give them grace. You know, think about how many times you're, you know, as you're, as you're raising your own children— how much grace that took or takes if you're Lance Rose, I'm sure he's got, you know, he's got some wild boys, you know, you know, you just think about, you know, if, if one day you just, you know, little Johnny, he's seven years old and you expect him to be, you know, got it all together. You're in for a rude awakening. 54 and don't have it all together. You know, if you want to be disappointed, expect something from me that's, that, well, just expect something from me. I don't know. I mean, should there be some expectations as we mature? Yes. And should there be some, hey, you know, you ought to be a little further along. You know, yeah, but that comes with a relationship and love for each other and, and challenging one another and, and whatever. But but understand that that we are growing 
in grace. We're growing in God. We're, we are on a journey of growing into being children of the light and acting like it. Let's, let's move on because I, I, I got something else I want to show you. Verse 9, for the fruit of the Spirit, fruit of the light, is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfaithful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Now watch, I'm, I'm going to, I want to finish this, but I want to go back to this word, expose them. Verse 12, for it is shameful even to speak of the, of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now, this is, good morning, Russell. This is one of my uh, pet peeves right, right here. <clears throat> and I wanted to kind of focus on this. Expose. I want to make sure that I say this in love and say this the, 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 the right way. Expo some, for some reason, I don't know why it's happened in, in the church, but we, we take that verse as it's my personal job to expose your sin. And we have taken this verse completely out of context. And the next thing you know, we got a bunch of truth exposures, <laughs> exposers that are out. And I like that word posers because they're out there and, and they're just waiting for you to mess up or someone to mess up so they can expose them and their sin. If you notice here, this is not the context that it's not used correctly. I, I, I just, I'm going to give you an example of the right way and the wrong way. Of what, how, how did Jesus expose sin? He exposed them to love. He exposed them to grace and then he exposed them to the truth. So there's an element that Jesus was, he, he saw the, the end from the beginning. He saw that that person is on a journey and they do need the truth and the truth needs to be exposed to them. But there's a difference, come on, watch this. There's a difference between exposing the sin in someone's life and exposing the person. The, the, the scripture here is very clear that we are not to be exposing and hurting people in the process of helping them to have their sin exposed so that they can grow. So, we everybody knows or I would think everybody knows that 
the great example that we should all follow is Jesus. Correct? Well, let me give you a, a, a two examples of what it means to help somebody grow out of their sin, grow in, in the light, and grow to a fruit-producing tree with grace and truth without exposing and hurting and damaging the root of the person. And that's, I know that even as you're listening, you may not see the difference, but trust me, it's a huge difference. That's not our calling, is to be exposing people. Our calling is to be loving people and bringing them grace and truth so that they can, they can learn to overcome the sin and that thing that, that holds on to them so that they can grow into a more producing fruit tree in the light of Christ. Okay, so here's two examples. You got, you got John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the last prophet of the Old Covenant. And, and his way was the Old Covenant way. And his thinking was the Old Covenant thinking. And so what, what he did is he, after he baptizes Jesus and says, This is him. This is the Messiah. Then John the Baptist takes it on himself. Uh, he finds out that King Herod is sinning. So John the Baptist goes to expose, in the name of, of righteousness, I'm going to go expose the sin. But he goes about it in a way that has no grace, has no love, and really all he does ends up is ex trying to expose King Herod. And really, if you really got to the heart of the matter of John the Baptist, I'll bet you that there was an angst or an anger towards King Herod. How dare this, this man, you know, act like this. And, and he was, you know, uh, King Herod was not a good man. And he was absolutely wrong and needed correction. But let me just say it like this. If you haven't deposited, I say this a lot, Gail and I talk about it a lot. If you haven't deposited into somebody's bank account, you probably don't have the right to withdraw. So if you, if, if John the Baptist has a love of King Herod and a desire to see King Herod become all that God has created him to be and to be a full producing tree of life, then he probably would have approached King Herod in a different way through grace and truth. But instead, he's going to expose the man. And what's it cost him? His head. He gets arrested and he gets put in jail and he gets murdered. His head is taken off of his shoulders because he's got a mission to expose and I say it like that because I guarantee you that's still happening today. That's that's my job. That's our job as Christians. We're here. We're out here to expose what's wrong with this country and expose what's wrong with these people that I don't agree with and expose. No, our job is to be the light. 
<laughs> and let the light expose what's wrong and we love the people and we want to see them come into the light and they're not going to come into the light if you are on a on on your high horse of going out and trying to expose the people that's not your job to expose people it's your job to expose the people to Jesus so here's a here's a, a the opposite example Jesus is on a Saturday morning preaching to uh, uh, a bunch of uh, of people and learning in the you know learning from Jesus on a calm Saturday morning I don't know and in come the Pharisees and they throw a woman at the feet of Jesus and they say we caught this woman in the very act of adultery that the truth of the matter is they were right she did commit adultery. Now, I always make fun. They didn't. Where's the man? You know, I mean, there's, there's. This it, is a trap for Jesus. They're really using this woman as a way to get Jesus to speak something that they can use against him. But take off all of that garbage. There is a human soul that is absolutely damaged and committing sin and is caught in adultery. So how does Jesus handle it? Not the way John handled it. Jesus loves her. And the first thing he does is gives her grace. Woman, where are your accusers? They, the, let, let me take a step back. The very first thing that happens, I don't want to go through the whole story, but when Jesus says to, to, to the Pharisees that are there, those among you have never created a sin, have never sinned, throw the first stone. He's literally saying to them, you're right. He's, he's agreeing that the sin is there and the sin has has corrupted this woman and and so the fact is he's not saying given grace and saying that that you know this is you know don't worry about the sin that's not what he's saying he's agreeing that the penalty of the law is for this woman who was caught in sin to be to be stoned to death but what he's doing is he's exposing their own hypocrisy of you, you just out here trying to expose people and expose because you, you caught them in sin. But what about your own log that's out of your own eye? The hypocrisy of these people to, to bring this woman that, you know, it's just disgusting. And this is what we're still doing. And so Jesus says to her, the first thing he does is, woman, where are your accusers? There are none. And he goes, he says this, Neither do I condemn you. Therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Right? Neither do I condemn you. He gives her love. He gives her grace. But then he says this to her. Now go and sin no more. Truth. Grace 
and truth. He's not, he, ultimately, his heart is to see the woman enter into the light, enter into his light, and be planted as a fruit tree and produce fruit. He could have said, oh, you vile woman, how dare you? I just, I, I, I'm teaching them a lesson, but you are trash. And you, No, that's, that's exposing the person. What he does is he loves the person, and he brings grace to her. But then he also brings truth to her. Because he believes that once he's deposited into her love and grace, that now she'll be able to receive the truth. It's so important that we realize that everyone in our lives at some place, time, and, and some shape and way is probably going to deal with some of these things, if not all of them. And our role as Christians, followers of the way, the truth and the life that is Christ Jesus, need to be on a journey to, if we're, to expose them to the light. And then once we build relationship with them where we are we are teaching and growing them and seeing them come to fruition and come become a beautiful fruit tree then we can then we can say now look this this thing right here that uh, this is in my opinion this is the way the holy spirit works hey this thing that you've been doing right here i'm not here to bring condemnation to you but this isn't who you are this is beneath you this is below you. Let me show you a, a much better way. And let me help you to prune that back so that you can what? Produce fruit. I, I, just, I just feel like there's a whole different perspective of this verse than what we're seeing out there. So many people have put themselves on a self-righteous uh, they're modern day Pharisees <laughs> and they're just going around trying to expose sin and expose this preacher and expose that pastor and, and expose and we, it's our job. It's our job to tell the truth and, 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 and keep people out of hell. Yes. But it's how you do it. It's your job to expose people to Christ. It's your if if the the if we're going to take the scripture literally, it's your job to expose their sin, but it's not your job to expose the people. It's your job to love the people. So are you a John the Baptist, or are you doing it like Christ? That's my question. I have a sermon called "Are You a a a, a Stone Thrower or a Stone Roller?" I think maybe I ought to bring that back out, but my heart is today to just challenge us. You're probably going to come across somebody today that you don't agree with, 
probably going to come to someday uh, around somebody today or the next few days that that their life is is in a wreck and and you don't agree with their lifestyle and their choices and you just want to go and 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 just you know get right in the middle of them if you can't do it in love and you can't start with grace and then deposit into their life you can't withdraw it's called relationships and it's called allowing people to learn and let the light of the love of Christ expose the darkness and run the darkness out. I don't know that anybody is going to receive you on your soapbox yelling and screaming and being hateful to people by and trying to expose them. If you're going to expose people, expose them to the light of love that is Christ. Have a great day. We love y'all, and uh, we will see you tomorrow.